very busy last night. Very, very busy. But they weren't even as busy as our next guest. This man every week is incredibly busy. John McClain down in Houston. Yeah, I can't even keep up with how many weekly shows he does around the country. Mm-hmm. He's got podcasts, TV on video that he does with Mattress Mac. He's writing columns for Sports Radio 610 down there in Houston. He's the man, the myth, and the legend, John McClain. John, how we doing? I'm doing great, Darren and Justin. How are you? Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Well, Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas and happy uh, New Year to you, John. And we're doing uh, better than Brandon Staley and Telesco and, and the Chargers. We had Sean Merriman on last hour. What a what a time to have him on, right? Whenever the Chargers clean house and just totally look like a team disinterested. You know, I asked him, John, you've been covering this league for a long time. I said, is it real? Like, it's easy for people to say, oh, they quit on him. They they quit. I was like, is that real in a locker room? He said, yes. <laughs> he well, said, that was pretty apparent. They did that last <laughs> night because you take a team, the Raiders been shut out. In their last two games, the Raiders are averaging 30, let's see, 31.5 points a game. And that includes a shutout. That was just one of the most astonishing things I've ever seen. And they're not going to do anything. The first thing I thought about, we all knew Brandon Staley was gone. It's just a matter of when. Telesco had hired now, I think, four coaches, so he had to go. And But what got me was Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator, isn't even thought highly enough to be the interim coach over a linebacker's coach. And Kellen Moore was supposed to be the hot thing in Dallas. He goes to the Chargers, and he was supposed to stay there a couple of years play the offense was going to do great and then he was going to get a head coaching job now he'll probably end up as a quarterback coach yeah i thought the same thing today john i was like man that he didn't even get the interim tag which is i don't know maybe it's because he's i guess newer i don't i don't know that's that is pretty interesting um but they look like a hot mess right now well it's a contracted job you're in la of course you got justin herbert one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You got Khalil Mack. You got Joey Bosa, even though Bosa can't stay healthy. You've got talent at wide receiver. You got talent at running back. You got a couple of good offensive linemen. It is a good job for a coach. If I'm an offensive coordinator, like say Ben Johnson from uh, Detroit or Brian Johnson from Philly or whoever who's an offensive coordinator, I want to go there. And then there's a lot of speculation. With Bill Belichick, who's going to be out in New England, would he want to go out there because he's got to have total control? He's not going to work with a general manager who tells him what to do. I could see him more in line with the Raiders, with Tom Tom Brady, one of his bosses, because he still hasn't been approved as a minor partner, but he will. I could see Mark Davis offering him the keys to the kingdom, and tell him here it's all yours. He doesn't have a quarterback, but there's so much competition in L.A. And either one of those jobs, you're in division with Sean Payton and Andy Reid, and so it, it's tough. But boy, if you talk about attractiveness, that Charger job is number one. While the worst will be Carolina because the Panthers don't have talent and they have an owner, David Tepper, it's turned out to be the worst in the league because of his constant interference. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's true. So I was. Hey, I'd like. Excuse me. I'd love to see Belichick and Tepper on Hard Knocks. Oh, that would. Well, it could be gold, but it, I don't know. It may be boring. I, I, I'm sure you saw Belichick getting peppered this week with, uh, you know, the questions about his future, and he just kept saying, "We're just focusing on yeah. the Chiefs. We're just focusing." On. It was like the Marshawn Lynch, John. Right? I'm just, just here, so I don't get fine. Just fine, man. <laughs> So you just said it. That's where I was going next because we, we've been talking about it on the show. In fact, we just talked about it yesterday, the chatter. Is it real? Is it not real? So you just said he's going to be out. So how is he out? How I'm very curious if that's the case, and I'm certainly not questioning anything you throw out there, but if he's going to be out, is he is he pull the Urban Meyer? I'm leaving for my health reasons. I'm going to do more things with my family, the Patriots, are they going to fire him? Is he going to retire, air quotes? How's his exit if that's if it's indeed going to happen? Well, the reason I think it's going to happen, Tom Curran has covered that team a long time. He's been a writer. Now he works for NBC Boston. He is very, very uh, knowledgeable of what goes on inside the Patriots. And for him to come out this week and say it was a done deal after the game in Europe, for him to do that, knowing his name was on it, it would get attention all over the country. There's only two people that could have told him that and him gone with it. One would be Belichick, and we know he wouldn't. The other one would be Robert Kraft. And because you can't go with a story like that, knowing if it doesn't happen, you're going to have not just egg on your face, you're, you're going to have a dozen on your face. And he's been around covering that team for so long, I trust him. And I knew before the year they had problems because Kraft is not used to losing. He was tired of the Mac Jones situation not working out. And now it's been even worse with Bill O'Brien coming in there. So I know this. I wouldn't want to be the GM and the coach there. There's all this speculation about Nick Serio, the GM, and Mike Vrabel, the coach. Well, number one, Amy Adams Strunk loves Mike Vrabel. And one of the reasons is, he can pull off something, be a magician like he was Monday night. And the Nick Casario has total control there with owners who never get involved in personnel. He has final say. It's his third season. He has torn it down, rebuilt it back up, and now a team that was supposed to be the second worst in the NFL is 7-6 and six and one game out of first place in the AFC South. So I'm guessing the next coach would be Gerard Mayo, inside linebackers coach because he played there. He's coached there, I think, 16 years in the organization. And the reason it makes me think that is Carolina wanted to interview him after last season, and the Patriots stepped up and gave him a raise to keep him from interviewing. Now, why would they do that? You know, why not let him go and interview, and he comes back, and then they give him the raise. But to give him the money not to interview tells me they got really big plans for him. But on the other hand, maybe they want to get away from the Patriot way, which is really not the Patriot way. It was the Brady way. Yeah, John, how do the folks in Houston feel about what the Titans are going to be wearing this Sunday? They're going to honor Billy White Shoes Johnson when the Texans are in town. How, how, has there been much reaction down there about all this that's there happening here? There was early in the season when it was announced that it was going to be Atlanta and Houston and fans down here. And that was fan flames by some of the talk shows, and they were ready to run me out of town because I said I liked it. And the reason I like it is because it's the only time I'm ever going to get to see Columbia Blue Horn again. I covered 
Columbia Blue for 20 years, and then people forget the Oilers wore uh, the Columbia Blue for two years in Nashville before they were renamed and had new uniforms in 99. And so uh, the players, the former players, I did a column early in the year when it was such a controversy with Warren Moon and Bruce Matthews and Dan Pastorini and Robert Brazil and all those guys saying they loved it because they want to see it again, too. So Billy White Shoes is one of the nicest guys I've ever met, one of the most electrifying I've ever met. Can't do the splits anymore. <laughs> I saw him a couple of months ago at a at a reunion here of uh, the Love You Blue Oilers, and I'm so happy that he is uh, getting uh, inducted, and I wish fans would go on Google and, and watch it because I think it's always interesting up there where – he get they'll, they'll get applause, but very few have seen him play unless they've gone online or they're older. And Billy was just an unbelievable return guy, good enough receiver, but mainly it was his dynamic return. So this week I was asked, on all, I'm on six times a week here, and they've asked me three so far what I think about it. I said, I don't think about it. I'm thinking about how they're going to play with C.J. Stroud. Can Davis Mills went up there for the second year in a row. And all the Will Anderson Jr. being out, Nico Collins, Blake Cashman in a must-win situation. I said, if they win or lose, it won't have anything to do with the uniforms. And the players don't give a rat's, you know what? They don't care. They don't care about the Oilers and the, and love you blue. It's the fans and some members of the media here who weren't even around then. But uh, to me, it's just not a big deal. I will like seeing the uniforms. And uh, I was asked today by talk shows, will they play the fight song, Houston Oilers number one? And I said, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. And I see all that stuff trying to get Brable to wear Stetson. Now, if you want to set Houston on fire, mm-hmm. you have Mike Brable come out mm-hmm. there and wear a hat like Bum Phillips. And Mike's not going to do that. He's got too much class. So no matter how much the players or the media want him to do it, he's not going to do it. But I think it's going to be fun. It's just going to add more to the game, but it's not as hot a topic as it was earlier when so many people were just incredulous. I have no doubts if Taylor Lewan was still playing, he would have oh come boy. out in pregame warm-ups oh boy. Well, with, the, with the hat Taylor on. Lewan, because nobody down here give a damn what he did, but when it's the head coach and Bum Phillips was the head coach, <laughs> that would be the ultimate insult. <laughs> Mike, John- may have to, Mike might have to have a police bodyguard in two weeks Jeez. if he came back here after wearing a Stetson. Jeez. Um, John, I wanted to ask you, uh, back to the, the, the previous topic, one thing I wanted to, to about Mike Vrabel and, and possibly you know moving to New England. The key question for me is, why would Mike Vrabel want to work for Robert Kraft instead of Amy Adams? Is, is Robert Kraft a better boss than Amy Adams is if you're a head coach. Have we seen Brable that has stupid across his forehead lately? Has anybody seen him walking around so stupid? No, he's not stupid. Number one, he wouldn't be stupid enough to replace Bill Belichick. And yes, he had some great years and he won Super Bowl rings, but he loves it there. You know, Amy doesn't interfere in personnel and and he and Rand Cawthorne have a good relationship from what I understand. Mike has a big say in personnel, although Rand has final say. And those guys need, we need to see more of them. But Mike, geez, who want to go up there and freeze your butt off and uh, replace maybe the greatest coach in history? And Robert Kraft has been great for Belichick, 
pays him a lot of money, but he, he and Jonathan Kraft, they're involved a lot more than Amy is. Are you surprised by how well the Texans have done this year? Everybody's shocked. I picked them to win six games, go six and eleven. It's it's so interesting, Justin, because they've beaten the better teams like Pittsburgh went early in the season. They beat Jacksonville by twenty in Jacksonville. They beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati. They beat Denver here, intercepted Russell Wilson three times when the Broncos had won five in a row. Bengals had won four in a row. But they lose at Atlanta and Desmond Ritter on a field goal with no time left. They lose at Carolina with Bryce Young on a field goal with no time left. And then they just got pounded by the Jets. So they beat the good quarterbacks, and then they get beat by the bad ones. And uh, so nobody can figure it out other than it's a young team that has been overachieving all season. And like the Titans, they've had an unbelievable number of injuries. They're missing their best quarterback this game, two best receivers, best linebacker, pass rusher, Will Anderson, Jr. But they've had injuries all season, but they've continued to win. Before that Jets game, they had played eight games in a row, decided by seven or fewer points, all decided in the last 30 seconds, and five of them decided in the last six seconds. And the Jets game was not decided in the last six seconds D'Amico Ryan and John you'll know the number but I'm just thinking off the top of my head he's the fourth head coach in the last four years yeah the other three did the other three did did, the other three really struggled with like David Culley who's one of my all-time favorites he had the first year of the rebuild he didn't have hardly any talent at all they fired David after one year Jack Easterby, who was terrible for the organization, tried to get Josh McCown hired when he never coached other than high school. The McNairs came to their senses. They elevated Lovey Smith. He did a terrible job. The offense was horrendous, worst I've ever seen. Then they hired D'Amico Ryans, and everything's great. Gave him a six-year contract, and he's doing a tremendous job, and he'll be around here for quite a while. And I was going to ask, is this one of the better coaching jobs you've You've seen an Absolutely. organization who's been through what that organization has been through over the last few years, the instability to be able to come in there and build a winner would suggest that, you know, the, the head coach must have, with a young team at that, a lot of rookies playing key positions here. Uh, it really, I think, is underrated because we hear a lot about C.J. Stroud, but we don't really hear a lot about D'Amico Ryans on a national scale. And maybe in Houston it plays a little differently, but on a national scale, D'Amico Ryans is not a name that is mentioned a whole lot as far as the success of the Texans are concerned. Well, right now he's number one in Vegas for coach to hear. And uh, one reason you don't hear more about him in the national media is because they, they don't have any primetime games. They haven't been flagged. Stroud's got most of the attention. But Ryan's has got a lot because everybody knows he's done a great job. And there's several coaches who've done great jobs. Nick Casario ought to win executive of the year based on what he's done with drafts and free agents but and the rebuild. But it's so funny. People think the Texans have been bad a long time. In January of 2020, they beat Buffalo in a wild card game here, and then they led at Arrowhead Stadium, 24-0 and got beat. So they've had three bad years in a row. You know, the Lions have won one playoff game since the 50s, but the Texans were just so bad. They made so many changes. And people around the country, well, how could you have these one-and-done coaches? Well, if you watched them play, people would 
understand it. Just like right now, it's they're way ahead of what we thought they would be. I'm not just shocked. I'm flabbergasted at some of these games they won and the fact that C.J. Stroud's one of the best rookie quarterbacks ever. Now, he's not going to play in this game for a concussion. They have Cleveland here the next week, Nat Titans here the next week. Then they finish at the Colts, and that game could be for the last wild card spot. And everybody hopes Stroud's out only a week, but nobody has a clue because you have to pass five tests in a concussion protocol. Wow. All right. Last but not least, John, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. Uh, of course, in my other job, it's part of my job to keep up with uh, things like the stadium construction for the Titans. And I was at Nissan Stadium a few weeks ago for the Colts game, and I've been there many, many, many times. Uh, and as I walked around the stadium, I said to myself, they've got to get the dome right when they build this thing. Now, John, you were around for the move, as it were, and for uh, them going into what, what was Adelphia Coliseum at the time. The design of Adelphia Coliseum, people don't understand, was just to get the team here, really. It wasn't really made to be a showpiece like they think this next one will be. And I'm asking this the long way around, John. I have not been to the Dome down there in Houston. Is is it made to, in a different way, obviously, than the Astrodome was or anything like that? Is it made... In, in a way to kind of showcase the Texans in in a more prominent way and in a way that you know the, the, they can carry the legacy there with something special in the in the in the dome there that says it's uniquely Houston or something like that because to me the new stadium here has got to have something that is uniquely Tennessee which the current stadium does not Energy Stadium is a retractable roof the uh, Astrodome of course was a dome today you want retractable roofs and the reason is you want to have games out open when it's uh, weather's great because fans love for the roof to be open when the weather's good. Now, the Texans seldom open it. They won't say this, but it's a lot louder when it's closed. And the joke is, well, it's bright sunshine outside, but there must be rain within a 1,000 miles. And <laughs> so they, they've, they've had it open a few times. and They've won. They've lost. It just depends. If you're good, you're good. If you're bad, you're bad. But I would think, is the stadium up there going to be a retractable roof? No, sir. No. It's going to be a dome? Yes, yeah. sir. Well, it's cheaper to do a dome. It and, is. A billion dollars uh, cheaper, John. A billion dollars cheaper. Yeah, and the fans will uh, they'll get used to it because if it was retractable roof, and they hear the crowds, they probably would find rain within a 1,000 miles to keep it open. What gets me about that stadium, and I know a lot of people worked real hard behind the scenes, but it didn't seem like there was any controversy. It seemed like it was approved pretty easily, and not all this negativity back and forth about the team. And I think a lot of that goes to uh, the popularity of Amy Adams Trunk, because her dad, when uh, he was trying to get a new stadium here, he had no chance. And I know Bud was always jealous that Bob McNair got one built, but the problem was Bud had been an owner for so long, he experienced so much controversy, and I think it's such a tribute to Amy and the executives that worked for her that they were able to do that. They are the envy of every other team in sports that's trying to get a stadium built. Well, they just made announcements on Super Bowl sites, and we were reading them on the show earlier in the week. It doesn't look like uh, we'll get it in 2027, no. the first year it opens, but maybe uh, 2028. Yeah, you can't get one the first year because there could be, you know, 
what you have right before the first game is a big flush where every toilet's got to be flushed at the same time. I was out at Energy Stadium, which was reliant then, standing on the 50 with Bob McNair the night before the first preseason game against Miami, and we were there for the big flush, and it worked. So that you got to give them a year for it to operate. And when you build a new stadium, they promise you a Super Bowl. And so, you know, it'll, every every room will be filled there. They'll probably have them all the way down to Huntsville, all the way over to Memphis, maybe Knoxville, because there will be so many people coming. But it'll be great for the Mid-South to host one. Maybe 2028. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Maybe the Titans will be in it. You never know. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wouldn't that be a story? (laughs) only happened. What? It happened with the Rams. Who else? Has it been? Tampa. 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 Tom Brady. Two in a row after all those years. Right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. John, really, really appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Great to talk to you. Darren and Justin, thank you guys very much. And Darren, make sure you tell Lauren I said Merry Christmas. Yes, sir, I will. Good, great talking thank to you. Thank you, guys. John McClain, uh, the one and only man. Sports Radio 610 does columns down there. I'm not kidding. Because he goes on, by the way, he goes on Sports Animal in Knoxville. He's been going on for years yeah. doing a weekly there. Uh, he does weekly hits all over the country. Yeah. Well, he's a walking history book is what he is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that, I just learned The Flush. Yeah. I, I did not know that. I heard of this. The Flush. But I never talked to anyone until just now who actually witnessed the, such a thing. I've heard of this, though. So you're going to need to find out. You're going to